Well, today is September 28th, and you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antoniou. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm all right, Marco. How are you? Oh, you know, I can't complain because today is World Rabies Day. Okay. All right. <laughs> yep. And I don't have rabies that yeah. I know of, so I'm happy. All right. Well, if she's good, she'll heal. That's the yep. that's the rule. Yeah. <laughs> September 28th, NGOs, governments, and people from all over the world will unite on World Rabies Day to spread awareness about the dangers of the disease and how it can be stopped. And uh, yeah, so uh, you know, get your animals taken care of. If you have pets, keep them away from wild animals as best you can, and uh, try not to get rabies. We'll do our best. Yeah. yeah. If you were born today, you are imaginative, romantic, and diplomatic. Um, at times, your creativity knows no bounds, and you have the ability to apply your imagination to all aspects of your life. A romantic at heart, you love the harmony of close relationships. The downside is you have rabies. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, all of our birthday celebrants today have rabies, and we begin with uh, one of my favorites on this list. You may not have noticed Naomi Watts in her early roles in Tank Girl and Flirting, but everyone was talking about the British-born, Australian-raised actress after her star turn in David Lynch's Mulholland Drive made her famous and it also made my sister and I think she really was born in Deep River, Ontario. Since wow. then, she has been nominated for two Oscars for 21 Grams and The Impossible and has starred in The Ring, King Kong, and played Gretchen Carlson on the miniseries The Loudest Voice. She was born on this day in Kent, England in 1968. Mira Sorvino's father, actor Paul Sorvino, didn't want her to get into the business, so she listened to him and attended Harvard majoring in Chinese studies and graduating magna cum laude in 1989 after living in Beijing and becoming fluent in Mandarin. After winning the Hoops Prize for her graduate thesis on racial conflict in China, she naturally followed it by getting into acting, finding success in early cue roles in Wilt Stiltman's Barcelona and Robert Redford's Quiz Show before her role as Linda in Woody Allen's Mighty Aphrodite earned her every award for Best Supporting Actress in 1995, including, of course, the Oscar. She followed it with roles in Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, Summer of Sam. More recently, she was on Ryan Murphy's series Hollywood and the film Mothers and Daughters. In 2017, Ronan Farrow's New Yorker story included Sorvino's testimony that she was one of the women who was harassed by Harvey Weinstein who smeared her name in the industry in retaliation. She was born on this day in New York City in 1967. And not Weinstein, as some people might pronounce it. <laughs> uh, you may have heard that a couple of days ago, or yesterday, I think it yeah. was. Uh, yesterday. Amanda episode. has the most amazing psychic breaks on this show, and one of them is saying Mozart, and the other one is suddenly pronouncing it Harvey Weinstein, as if anyone has ever said it that way. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to just break the curb. Well, listen, he's a bastard. So however you pronounce it. Sure. But I was like, is she yeah. helping him to like go in disguise or something? Well, that's not Harvey Weinstein. That's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> we have like a young Frankenstein situation on our hands. Oh, my God. Right. Oh my All goodness. right. Well, speaking of Romy and Michelle, Janine Garofalo began doing stand-up comedy in the mid-80s before being cast on The Ben Stiller Show and receiving two Emmy nominations for her role on The Larry Sanders Show. Her film debut was a huge success when Stiller cast her in his directorial debut, Reality Bites, in 1994, which led to her roles in The Matchmaker, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, and Wet Hot American Summer. She was born on this day in Newton, New Jersey, in 1964. 
Hilary Duff became a teen idol with her lead role on the series Lizzie McGuire, which led to a film based on the character. Plus, she starred in the films A Cinderella Story and Agent Cody Banks. Following the success of a Christmas album she released in 2002, she recorded a number of very successful studio albums, which all achieved gold or platinum status, and has co-authored a trilogy of novels, the first of which was a New York Times bestseller. She recently appeared on Younger and will star on the upcoming Lizzie McGuire reboot and was born on this day in Houston, Texas in 1987. Jeffrey Jones was already a veteran of the stage when he played the film roles that he is best known for as the exasperated Principal Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and his Golden Globe-nominated performance in Amadeus. Later, he played A.W. Merrick on Deadwood, and in 2002, he was charged with one felony count of employing a minor for purposes of taking sexually explicit photos after he took photos of a 14-year-old boy, uh, after which his busy career somewhat stalled. He was in the Deadwood television movie last year and was born born in Buffalo, New York in 1946. Bill, I'm so surprised he's still working after that incident. Uh, yes. Well, because I think he he was charged. I don't think he ended up being convicted. Oh, I Something see. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sky Mikol Bartusiak, is that right, Bill? Yep. Bartusiak was a very busy as a child actress starring in Don't Say a Word with Michael Douglas, The Patriot with, Michael, with Mel Gibson, Riding in Cars with Boys by Penny Marshall, and episodes of 24, all before she was 10 years old, if you can believe it. Her career kept her busy into her adult years until her life was cut short by a drug overdose in 2014 when she was only 21 years old. She was not known to be a drug user, and her mother stated that she believed that Skye was treating epileptic seizures, though one of the drugs found in her system was known to be used by Huffers. Her mother, Helen McColl Bartusiak, died 10 months after her daughter. Wow, so tragic. Skye was born on this day in Houston, Texas in 1992. Keir Gilchrist starred in a number of British shows and films before appearing in the Showtime series United States of Terra as Tony Collette's son. Then he went on to appear in It Follows and the series Atypical. He was born on this day in London, England in 1992. I'll let you do the next one, Bill. All right, a true legend of uh, uh, the history of cinema. Brigitte Bardot made her debut in the 1952 film Le Trou Normand, but it was her performances in Act of Love with Kirk Douglas and the iconic sex kitten lead role in Roger Vadim's And God Created Woman that turned her into the hottest sex symbol in the entire world. If you recall a scene in Cinema Paradiso where all the boys are masturbating to naked Brigitte Bardot on screen, that's from And God Created Woman. Oh, man. She was never appreciated properly for her talent. Watch her performances in Viva Maria and Godard's Contempt to see how far she could go as an actor. She recorded a number of songs in the 60s and 70s, but gave up making movies just before turning 40, declaring herself sick of the spotlight and devoting herself since to her passion for animal rights activism and screaming about people wearing fur on Twitter. Um, she or on, on, on in interviews, not necessarily on Twitter. She was born on this day in Paris in 1934. Wow, what a legend, eh, Bill? She is a legend and, a, and something of a problematic figure. She also has a lot of things to say about to having too many Muslims in France. Uh, oh. But, uh, you know, yeah, so she, she doesn't quite... Uh, I don't know that I want to have tea with her, but the legacy sure. is genuine, you know? Yeah. Sylvia Christel came to international attention when she appeared in the erotic films Emmanuel, and it made her a household name. 
The film was followed by a number of sequels that she starred in. Plus, she was in Lady Chatterley's Lover, Private Lessons, and Hot Blood. (laughs) She was born on this day in Utrecht, Netherlands in 1952 and died in 2012 at the age of 60. Bette Midler always had a hilarious joke in her concerts where she said, I'm making the sequel to Emmanuel. I call it Temple Emmanuel. It's not dirty. It's just a lot of kissing and mezuzahs. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Um, And a friend of mine, her name is uh, Manuela. And when she told, I think her, it was either her mother or her priest that she told, I'm going to name my child that the the priest was like what are you talking about you want your daughter to grow up to be a whore and it was because of the emmanuel movies that had come out in the 70s that were really really popular it's amazing how things like that can really impact the naming of children for future generations it's also amazing how much porn impacted culture in the 70s as well like suburbanites were going to see deep throat in a movie theater you know like it's those were the days yeah they sure were (laughs) All right, moving on. J.T. Walsh became a well-recognized character actor in the 80s with his roles in Tin Men, House of Games, and Hannah and Her Sisters. Then later, he is best-known performances in A Few Good Men, The Client, Sling Blade, and Pleasantville. He was nominated for an Emmy Award and was born on this day in San Francisco in 1943. He died in 1998 at the age of 54, and I always remember when he died because Pleasantville came out after, and when he showed up on screen, my sister said, how did they do that? Oh, wow. I said, well, Tina, I think he filmed it before he died. Right. He died so young. I'm surrounded by idiots, Marco. (laughs) He did. uh, I think he had a heart attack. Oh, so sad. Well, here's someone who is fantastic, I think. She Mm -hmm. was born Heather Renee Sweet, but as a burlesque artist, she went by the name Dita Von Tees, bringing the era of Gypsy Rose Lee and Betty Page back to life with her uh, retro look and her performance style. She has also appeared in music videos of her now ex-husband, Marilyn Manson, the films Romancing Sarah and Matter of Trust, and the show The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. She was born on this day in Rochester, Michigan in 1972. Marilyn Manson obviously has a type because all of his exes look like girls in a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah. it's you're you're 100% right on that because R- Rose McGowan was yeah. his ex too, right? Yeah. And she always struck me like that as well. Yeah, and especially at that time, she rocked that look. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I know that if you, I follow Dita Von Tees on Instagram mm-hmm. and she always ha- posts these gorgeous photos of her i don't think she's particularly like uh, a classic beauty mm-hmm. but she has this sort of character she puts on that is very very sexy yeah for sure and awesome yeah. yeah peter finch was a highly respected british actor who appeared in films at home through the 50s and 60s including elephant walk far from the matting crowd and the trials of oscar wilde then he achieved wider fame and acclaim in the 70s with his oscar nominated performance in John Schlesinger's Sunday Bloody Sunday, which I highly recommend, and then most famously his performance in Network, in which he announced that he was mad as hell and not going to take it anymore. He died in January of 1977, two months before he was announced the winner of the Best Actor Oscar for his performance in Network, which was accepted by his widow, Eletha, and made him the first posthumous Oscar winner in an acting category. He was born on this day in London in 1916 and died in 1977 at the age of 60. I remember seeing a network in a film class and thinking that he was fantastic in it. He is, although it's also, um, he's, he is fantastic. It's typical of the Oscars to choose the showier performance. Cause he was right. actually nominated with William Holden in the same movie. And William Holden 
I find gives them more complex and interesting performance you and, and has more of an arc as well. Um, but it's a lot subtler and it's not the sort of thing to be as easily recognized by awards group, not to take anything away from Peter Finch, but no, fair enough. I um, think I, I, shout I think acting I'll... is always considered impressive in men, you know? Oh, that's, that's what I try to do every time I, I hit the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Marcello Mastroianni was a graduate of the Centro Universitario Teatrale who escaped from a German prison camp during the war and hid in Venice then later got involved in the Eagle Lion Films Drama Club and was discovered and began to appear in Italian films, including Visconti's Le Notte Bianche and the hit comedy Big Deal on Madonna Street, then became an international star after appearing in Federico Fellini's mega-hit La Dolce Vita, after which he remained one of cinema's best-loved and most admired stars, one of the few who was a household name without ever appearing in English Hollywood films until Used People in 1992. He won Best Actor twice at the Cannes Film Festival and was nominated for a Best Actor Oscar three times for Divorce Italian Style, A Special Day, and Dark Eyes. He enjoyed relationships with some of the cinema's most glamorous women, including Anouk Aimé, Ursula Andress, Lauren Hutton, Claudia Cardinale, Faye Dunaway, who he claimed was the great love of his life, and Catherine Deneuve, with whom he had his daughter, actress Chiara Mastroianni, though he never officially divorced his wife, Flora Carabella, before his death in 1996 at the age of 72. He was born on this day in Lazio in 1924. A long bio, but uh, this is, you know, one of the all-time greats. So we had to go into all of it, quite frankly, because uh, there's just very few people I admire more than Marcello. I didn't realize he didn't do an English, uh, uh, like an English film until 1992. Yeah, I mean, he might have had, yeah, none. I I looked it up and as far as I know, there was none. And uh, I'm sure that there were a few roles where he spoke a little bit of English. But yeah, he never really made like a Hollywood movie until then. I'm sure they were being thrown at him all the time, but the sure. work that he was doing in Europe was more interesting. The thing about the thing we always need to remember about these super glamorous um, European stars of the sixties and seventies is that they were real actors. Um, they had plenty of fun enjoying all the fame because why wouldn't you? But right. um, they, they all like were trained and educated and cared about doing great work. It wasn't just about, um, uh, you know, being flown everywhere and, and red carpets. So um, Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have known that from Sophia Loren's movies because most of them are terrible, but that's also because she had a very high price tag and she had a very powerful husband who made sure that, you know, she was only in the biggest, most big budget movies. So those tended not to be like the great work, but she still made a few classics. Oh, for sure. You know, he did a film and I wish I could remember the, the name when he was older and there was a scene in it that's always left this impression on me. He's trying to call one of his kids that he hasn't heard of for many years and he keeps getting the answering machine. And every time he gets the answering machine, no matter where he's making that phone call. Everyone around him just freezes and is 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 like a statue. Oh, I wonder until what movie the, that is. Yeah, until the um, message is left. Uh, I'll I'll try to look it up as we go, and I'll try to remember. He made like ten or eleven movies with Sophia Loren, and uh, she always said that they were the best of friends. She's like, I'm the only woman that he didn't have an affair with, and uh, <laughs> she goes, It never occurred to me he and I were like brother and sister. We they were the very very best of friends. Um, you know, he was a he was a great a great great actor and star and um and i love his daughter a lot as well anyway oh, is she, 
I, I don't know his daughter's work. Oh, you should check her out. She's wonderful. She looks exactly like both of her parents, and she's a really, really good actor. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to believe that the independent film revolution of the 90s would exist without John Sayles, who built a solid and admirable career of self-finance classics starting in the late 70s and through the years until his most recent film, Go for Sisters, in 2013. Along the way, receiving Oscar nominations for Lone Star and his masterpiece, Passion Fish. His finan- he finances his films by taking writing jobs, often uncredited on big Hollywood films, and he has been a trusted source of art house satisfaction for film lovers for a very long time. I'm a great, great admirer of his. He was born on this day in Schenectady, New York in 1950. What's the one film you would tell people they need to check out of his? Passion Fish. There are okay. three movies that I consider are the movies I've seen the most amount of times in my life. And uh, they all came out in 1992. So I guess 15 was a big year for me. Sure. Um, okay. And it's Passion Fish, League of Their Own, and Howard's End. I have seen those movies more times than any other films I can think of. I didn't think League of Their Own would be in that mix. That's pretty awesome. It's got Madonna in it, Marco. Like, what's okay. wrong with your head? Listen, nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> uh, the movie that Mastriani was in that I was thinking of is called Everybody's Fine. Oh, I've never seen that. Movie. I know that movie, though. Yeah, I've never yeah, seen yeah. that. He was it's... in many great films. And, of course, we should point out, you and I did an episode of my My Criterion's podcast on a special day. And it's definitely and... a film to check out. Yeah. And yeah. listen to that episode of your podcast. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Well, Matt Day was the young man who had the disastrous date with Tony Collette that resulted in him unzipping his beanbag couch instead of her pants in the hit comedy Muriel's Wedding. Plus, he appeared in the comedy Love and Other Disasters and Woody Allen's, Woody Allen's Scoop. He was born on this day in Melbourne, Australia in 1971. Celebrities giving their kids unusual names is an old tradition, but few of them are as memorable as Frank Zappa's daughter, Moon Unit, who dropped her middle name for most of her appearances as an actor, going by Moon Zappa on the show's Fast Times and the film Listen to Me, but going by her full name in Little Sister in an episode of Roseanne. She was born on this day in New York City in 1967. And Bill, that's our list for today. Yeah, it's quite the list. We had a lot of heavy hitters today. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I hope you go get checked checked out for rabies and you do not have it today. Yeah, and then maybe have your dog checked out too, just just yeah. for fun. Yeah, <laughs> just for safety. Yeah. Well, Bill, listen, it's been a pleasure. I hope you have a great September 28th. I hope you do too, Marco. See you later. <laughs>